How's it going, everyone? My name's Scott Bennett. I'm Nikita Wolf. And welcome to the Third Decade Podcast. Thanks for listening with us. Uh, today, we're going to jump into talking about the decision whether or not to refinance your home. And it is something that has come up a ton, and it actually came up in a conversation between Nikita and I on her personal decision whether or not benefiting from refinancing would be would be right for her. Yeah, so my example is a little bit unique, but I'll share it anyways because I think it demonstrates some other overarching points. But basically, I reached out to my loan officer to ask a question a month or so ago. My husband and I bought our home using a first-time homebuyers program back in November of 2018. It came with a few stipulations, but we decided that the pros of the financial benefit outweighed the cons. Um, basically they would contribute close to $20,000 towards our closing costs and our down payment if we agreed to stay in the house for five years. And so the rules state, however, that if you don't stay, you have to pay it back. So you can see they might lure you in with that, but then if you don't stay, it ultimately ends up kind of harming you financially because you're, you're buying into, um, some of the other stipulations on it are like a higher interest rate, there are less than favorable things about first-time home buyers programs if you don't stay for those five years and, and get to keep that cash they're gifting you. Yeah. Um, so it's it's almost like a secondary mortgage against our home until we reach that five-year mark. And basically, I reached out to our loan officer to see if refinancing was even allowed with our program because our interest rate sits a little bit above 5%. So it's pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, much higher than they are currently as we're... F- Recording this, you can get under 3% for a 30-year. Yeah, yeah. So basically, um, the answer from our loan officer was, yes, we would lose the benefit of that $20,000, meaning that we had to pay that back. Um, But he treated it like it was like a no-brainer. He was like, well, yeah, with uh, credit scores where your guys are at, because we gave him like an estimation so that he could run some general figures for us. He was like, "Your, your monthly payment will be less. And that was kind of just like where it stopped at. So I was Mm -hmm. like, okay. I mean, thankfully I'm in this job. I know what to look out for. I know what questions to ask. And I gave Scott a call and we decided to kind of crunch the numbers together in like a side-by-side comparison. And while, yes, my monthly cost may have been slightly less, like forfeiting that $20,000 in equity was it wasn't something I was willing to do because of the fact that if I just waited a couple more years and I got that equity free and clear, then, then I could refinance and yeah. actually keep that equity. And then my payment would be much less. So while it's a little bit of a gamble, cause I don't know exactly what interest rates are going to be in two years. I am doubting that they're going to be worse than what I currently have. So yeah. yeah, I guess all of that is to say, um, it's not always super cut and dry. So sometimes you need to run those numbers in like a side-by-side comparison. And also it's another good reminder that you don't take advice exclusively from somebody with a vested interest. Yeah. And and your situation highlights that piece and just the overall complexities of refinancing. It It, it is a pretty big decision, even though I think it's kind of being packaged right now as everybody's doing it. 
Um, yes, interest rates are at an all-time low. And yes, you should, if you own a house, you should probably be exploring the options. But um, there are a lot of factors that, that come into it. So we thought it would be helpful to, after talking through it ourselves um, and, and looking at it, that let, let's start at the basics here. And what, what's some good starting points for participants of, of the third decade if, if they run into this situation now or you know, five, 10 years down the road, uh, how do you think about refinancing and, and mm -hmm. getting to that? So I always like to start with, with the, the most basic question of, of why are you refinancing? It seems, seems pretty obvious, but a lot of times people don't even think about that. They just think, oh, I can get a lesser interest rate. So are you refinancing just to reduce your rate? So to go from 5% to 3% or are you changing the terms of your loan? That's another reason people refinance to go from a 30-year uh, mortgage to a 15-year. Or are you getting cash out of your principal? That's another thing people do. All of those reasons kind of affect each other and they act very differently. So let's take, let's take the idea just, just for a basic uh, conversation. The idea of somebody being five years into a 30-year mortgage, uh, deciding to refinance to save 1% in interest, you, you're you then signing up for another 30-year mortgage. Right. And with that amortization schedule, that interest is front-loaded mostly in the first five years anyways. Yep. Yep. So you're, you end up paying more over the course of the long term. And it's it's counterintuitive because your, your monthly... Uh, your monthly payment is going down, but you're you're restarting that loan, and and so just for you know the the one percent indifference, if you're planning on staying and and paying that off in thirty years, um, it's not always that cut and dry. If you save on a per month basis, what are you doing with those savings? Is another thing. If you're saying okay, I'm going to cut my mortgage by two hundred dollars. And I'm just going to go out and spend that $200, you've effectively borrowed that money still. Right. Um, the only time it would really make sense is if you were really like kind of strategizing and using that money to invest instead. Yeah. For the long term and, and thinking about it or, or, or saving it, um, not even investing it. I mean, some people look at that and say, I'm just going to save that towards my next down payment. Um, mm -hmm. But spending it, you're 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 borrowing more right as we talked about that 30 year start over just to spend more um which which right. is is not always the best decision um and some people as we talked about uh get cash out of their principal and and they say you know it's part of their loan we might not lower our monthly but we're going to get 10 20 grand out um, now, it can be a good good idea if, if you have a big project or something to do in your home and to have that cash instead of having to, to borrow it somewhere else, you're, you're upping the equity in your home. But the real estate market's pretty unpredictable. You know, is what you're doing today necessarily going to up the value of your home by that 10, 20,000? Or again, are you just borrowing to save? Right. I also feel like a lot of the the home improvements that we're told like will add value to the house don't add nearly as much value as what people say they do. Yeah. I mean, I know when, when we uh, were doing our, our, we redid our backyard is one thing my wife and I did when we bought our house. And 
uh, it was a different real estate agent who said, you know, unless you're adding to the square footage of your home, really rarely does it not raise your home value by more than uh, half of what you spent. So, you know, it, uh, it was something that we did because we wanted to do it. It's, it's added to our value of the home, right? Because we use it and stuff. But if that's right. your, your sole purpose of doing something, um, are you borrowing more to spend more again? Mm-hmm. Another question that I, I, you have to start with when you are, are looking into refinancing is how long do you plan on being in the house? I'll use my wife and my example. We chose to refinance when uh, about a year ago now. And when we did that, we, we send, saved a little bit more than 1%. Uh, we, were, we were not that far into our 30-year mortgage. So kind of that, that first example that we just talked about, we were in that. But in doing the math, looking at the closing costs and the fees and expenses associated with refinancing, we said we're going to end up saving, uh, it was around $200 a month to refinance. And our closing cost fees and everything like that was uh, around $4,000 uh, in order to refinance. So just some really basic math. It was, we have to be in this house or, or expect to be in this house for more than two years to, for it really to make sense um, of doing that. Just and for that math, is, do you mean just for that math to like break even? To basically? break even. I mean, it's, it's not, let's, so at $200 a month um, that, that we're saving, in 10 months, uh, that's $2,000. And so we're, we're not even halfway to where we were. So um, it, and it came out almost exactly because there's a little over 4,000 uh, in, in closing costs and fees, came out almost exactly to two years. So we just multiplied out that $200 a month and said, okay, we have to be here for at least two years. And we have to make sure that, that we're not just upping our spending uh, to do that. Because uh, we, we, we tacked on more time to our loan. Um, when we, so we, we stayed at a 30-year, and we said we we're going to save this in some other areas. We had recently had a new, new girl, and we said we can target some of this towards her college savings. And because it, it, it made sense for us to do it. But if we decide to, to sell or leave the house in less than two years, we end up paying more in closing costs and fees then we end up saving. And I know that's really basic, but when you're sold, these refinances like happen sometimes, you get reached out to, hey, here's all that you can be saving with a refinance. That doesn't come into play as much because in the grand scheme of things, if if your mortgage is $300,000, what's $4,000 added to that in costs and fees? You're not seeing that over the long term. But but you are, it's part of your loan still. So you have to make sure that you're, you're bringing it into the equation. Right. Really quick, Scott, I want to jump over to the conversation you and I had recently where I learned that 15 year mortgages tend to have smaller interest rates. For some mm-hmm. reason in my mind, I thought it was opposite. I was wrong. So I guess this is something, another thing you could do if you were being strategic with your money is if you weren't necessarily looking to lower your monthly payment, but you're looking to take advantage of a lower interest rate, and pay off a loan faster if you have the means, you could refinance from a 30 to a 15 and get that smaller interest rate and just pay off your home faster. Yep, exactly. Uh, they, they can be um, a great alternative, can be a little bit limiting 
uh, if you if you are upping your uh, your payment, you know, you, it, it all depends on your cash flow and, and if you can keep uh, a hold of that. But yes, the way to think about uh, loans in general is by saying, what's the probability that I'm going to pay this loan back or that the person you loan money to is going to pay the loan back? Um, and so at a 15-year loan, less can happen. You're more probable to pay that back because less can happen over the course of those 15 years and over 30 years. And so that's why those interest rates are, are usually lower. So yeah, it is worth looking into when we've seen big drops. When you hear that mortgage rates are at an all-time low and you can say, oh, I, I can save on that you know, a lot on my mortgage rate, it might be, you might be able to look into a 15 year and say, I'm paying around the same amount that I did in the 30 year. Um, another thing to think about there, and 30 or 15 years are lower in interest, but if you're, if you don't know if you'll necessarily have the cash flow, most mortgages let you pay more towards that mortgage if you choose to. Right. Calling and making a principal only payment. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. As a quick aside, if you ever do that, make sure you say apply this extra payment mm. towards principal only because you can um, make a payment and it ends up going towards like future interest and principal. And that's obviously not what you're trying to do. So if you call state the that you're making that payment towards principal only. Good point there. Um, another thing to, to ask yourself when, you know, the the hoopla of refinancing is seems to be in your face like it is right now. Um, can you qualify for the lower rates being offered? Don't get so far down the rabbit hole and then realize, Oh no, you know, everybody's telling me I can get under 3%, but because I have some credit issues, et cetera, et cetera, I might not be able to even do that. Um, and, and so you, you might not see the benefit of it again, really basic question, but yeah, I got like probably 10 different letters in the mail that have been offering me refinancing and advertising numbers at like the 2.75% or yep. whatever recently. And I have a good credit score. I don't have an 850 right. credit score, but I'm guessing those numbers are maybe based off of 800 plus scores because whenever we called and we had ours estimated using our current credit scores, it was like, three point, I want to say it's like 3.25 or something like that. So that is not the number that they're advertising. So yeah, don't let it suck you in before you know what it's actually going to be for you. Right, right. And no, yeah, it's, it's, it can be a, a long and frustrating um, process. So don't let, let that fact say kind of, oh, I've already, I've already dove so much into this. There's no way I can back out now. Um, and that, that leads me to my next point. If you are thinking about it, get some real quotes with actual numbers and spend some time comparing them and crunching them. Mm -hmm. There are free spreadsheets online that will allow you to do those side-by-side -side comparisons. I can uh, link one of them in the, in this podcast um, info section as well. Yeah. Good idea. Cause when, when you start, when you have the real numbers in front of you, you have to have the real conversations. When my wife and I knew we're going to be saving around $200 a month, um, and, but, and here are the actual closing fees and costs. And you might see again on those letters, no closing fees, no cost, um, no closing costs associated. They're, they're selling you this loan for some reason. 
Right. Um, if, if you if they make it look like they're not financially benefiting from it, yeah, read more of the fine print. Yeah, read more of the fine print, and and or 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 get the quote and see. Okay, where's all of this coming from? Um, and and spend some time actually crunching the numbers because when it's real and in front of you, you kind of have to do it. And and so get a few uh, and and see if it's something you want to do. But don't feel like you do not. Have, people don't know this. But you do not have to refinance with with the bank that you were originally financed through. You can go and shop competitive rates and get a, a few different quotes, which is always a good thing, especially for most people. Their mortgage is the most amount of money they're ever going to borrow, um, and and it's it's a really key decision. So get a few if you if you have the time to do so. Cool. I hope that this is helpful for anyone listening to this. I know it is kind of a messy decision sometimes, but hopefully we've given you a few concrete tools you can use in helping navigate that decision for yourself. As always, you know, we we talked in really general, broad terms here, and each situation is very different. So make sure if you're thinking about this, you are checking in um, with with your your mentor if you have one at third decade, with your CPA if you have one, and the the loan officers themselves, and uh, don't get intimidated by the numbers, by the math. Do a little due diligence, dive in, and and understand really what you're signing up for, which is the key key to most things. So thanks to everybody for listening, and we will talk to you all again in a couple of weeks.